Greetings, I'm Viera Y, the Artistic Director for the San Jose Multicultural Artists Guild and to be an African American theater ensemble for the past 38 years. I'm also a DNI manager at Intel, supporting our ERGs and all of our diversity and inclusion efforts. Welcome to this installment of Living Legends, and I am supremely excited that I am interviewing Viera Y. She is absolutely amazing, and I can't wait to get into her story. So sit right there as we get ready to jump in. Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, I got a chance to kind of check some of your resume. I mean, it is so many things that are there. So maybe I'll start. Let's let you start kind of with some educational background. How did you kind of get started uh, in this line of, of movement and tech and everything else? Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm really excited about being here, humbled and honored. Uh, probably, you know, it happened organically, a mm. lot of it. So I didn't have a well-planned, <laughs> oh, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I got involved in the theater through a workshop, summer workshop, as a poor kid um, from East Towson. I'm going to give a (laughs) shout out. And we grew up poor. It was 13 Mm. of us, so I have to talk about my family, Um, really, as far as who I am and Mm. why I am Mm. and all of that. So we didn't want for anything, but we were definitely under the poverty level um, Mm. back when I was growing up. And so I got invited to a summer um, workshop at Towson State University, where I ended up going. To college, and it was an intensive for 12 weeks, hmm. and doing mime and theater yeah, and vocal yeah. lessons oh, and wow. all of that. Okay. And so that's really where I got turned tuned on to theater. Okay. And I was also very good in English. Um, God's blessed me. I have to just say I'm I'm gifted, and I kind of am struggling. Pastor is interesting with the self promotion. Yeah. Things So yeah. people say you do all of that and I don't know it, but it really isn't about me. And yeah. I say that and I honestly mean it, but got involved in theater through that way. Okay. And then okay. I was also very gifted in English. So mm-hmm. I started to be an English major in English. But when I went to college, I um, pursued theater. And so at Towson State University and Charles Dutton was there when I was there and my good friend Eric, which I'll talk about quite a bit, probably because he invited me to the Tonys, which we'll get into later. And um, so and Howard Rollins was there. So a very good theater school. And so that's what I decided when I looked at my grades, what I felt most passionate Mm -hmm. about is what I wanted to do. I also majored in sociology. So I had a double degree. So I was going (laughs) to save the world. Wasn't worried about getting money back in those days, making any money. in the 70s, um, the 79. So yeah, that's how, that was education wise. And then we'll get to the story of coming here to California. So I'm from Baltimore. Okay. Um, just north of Baltimore City um, in Towson and got here and thought when I graduated, a friend invited me. It's like, okay, when you're on the East Coast and still today, people think Hollywood. I didn't bother to look on a map and see that San Jose was 600 miles from L.A. Indeed. I had the same (laughs) experience. Going going to Hollywood. So I came out here, was going to go back to grad school, really. I've always wanted to teach, too, um, Mm. on a college level and get my master's. But I took a little job um, in a place that was doing telephony, which at the time I called telephony. (laughs) It was telecommunications company. Okay. Okay. 
And at that time, people that are familiar with the area, Rome was just being created, which mm. is Cisco's competitors. A lot mm. of people left there and went to Cisco. So it's computerized telephone systems. So okay. everything the cell phones do today, Absolutely. only corporations and the government did it back then. So I got into that business. I know okay. you asked about how I got into IT yeah. and tech and all of that. So I started doing that really as a um, secretary in those days, they mm -hmm. called them. And I got promoted within six months. And so I didn't go back to grad school and then I got promoted again. <laughs> and so I learned it all on the job, this whole, we were doing design, we mm -hmm. were customer service reps. So mm -hmm. it was really everything we did for our customers. Mm -hmm. And I really serviced probably every company um, within a hundred mile radius of wow. San Jose at that time. Wow. And ended up having technicians work for me okay. and all of that. So installing telephone systems and doing the design. And from that, they grew, and then IBM brought the company, and right. then Siemens brought the company. So I was 30-plus years on paper at mm -hmm. one company, mm -hmm. and I did a lot. Yeah, so yeah. Um, production development, project management, yeah. program management. I actually did software design. I did software tests. So even though I wasn't technical, I ended up having software computer designers working for me. So I became a manager <laughs> of all of them. So again, all organic, yeah, but yeah. maintaining... Yeah. my theater group. Mm. So I left, sort of left what I was going to do to make money. Okay. Um, but it wasn't a hobby. It was really about, I want this to happen. So I've been able to kind of go between both Parallel worlds yeah. um, pretty well. I okay. mean, it definitely has its up and down. So I'll stop talking and let you ask you a question. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I mean, this is perfect. This is perfect. So, so you make this transition. You're in IT. There's all of this amazing kind of growth opportunities coming. I imagine there are also some challenges. I mean, 70s, 80s. I mean, women in tech now still is, is, is a small number. African-American women, even less. Like, what, what has been some of your experiences, challenges kind of Maneuvering in that, well, that absolutely. Um, I had at the team that worked for me, I probably had 20 white men at one time when I first started as a manager. Yeah, I mean, I was 25 yeah. when I just had had two baby boys. <laughs> so that's a whole nother. I right. Let me call out Copeland and Courtney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out, life. shout out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so very difficult. Okay. Um, okay. And fortunately, and we talk about just being blessed and gifted, you know, I was oblivious to a lot of it almost, mm -hmm. but then I would hear rumors because mm -hmm. um, I talked about, I know the first, first on Bragg, I did brag on God. I talked about being this horrible accident. Mm. So I pushed myself to get back to work. And I was, you know, I had migraines. My skull had mm. been fractured. I mean, it was really bad, but I pushed myself to get back to work. But I took pills, you know, yeah. um, real heavy medication for yeah. a long time. And then found out that some of the guys were saying I was doing drugs. You know, so the whole stereotype that I was mm. a drug addict. <laughs> and I'm like, what are they talking about? So, That's but, you know, crazy. just people, yeah, so crazy things like that, and then the pressure from the guys working for me and then above, yeah. so all the microaggressions, all the biases, which now I'm in the diversity and inclusion space right. at Intel, I know what that was, you yeah. know, and all, yeah. the, all the microaggressions we feel every day yeah. walking into the corporate world. Um, at that time, you know, I wasn't as aware really as I am now because mm -hmm. I'm acute to it, you yeah. know, just really seeing it. But 
I just believed, you mm -hmm. know, in myself um, mm -hmm. that you you have everything you need yeah. to get by. Yeah. I totally trusted that. I mean, my sons were great. And then I started getting my sons involved in everything. And my husband, just supportive, my family. Mm -hmm. I've always felt, and I mean this in a really positive way, special. Yeah. Um, yeah. I talked about, you know, I was the baby of 13. Oh, and so wow. there's a lot of dynamics <laughs> and craziness with all of that. But always special yeah. that I was a baby sister. You mm -hmm. know, I was my dad's pride and joy and my mm -hmm. mom. And all of that. And I was listening to someone um, at work talk about, they asked him, well, what's, what are your values and all that? He said, you are who your parents are. If mm. they're the people you want to role model um, yourself after. And my parents were that way, you yeah. know, um, especially my mom. I mean, we give, but, you know, with the little we had, she did a lot. Yeah, and yeah. she just instilled to me the sense of being generous and kind and also hard. Yes, you know? right. <laughs> like, Both you and. know, when I have to jack up my boys, <laughs> I knew I needed to do that. Um, so, yeah, just really blessed that I know that I've been gifted. Yeah, and yeah. just a very positive way, just everything that's come mm -hmm. for me. Um, I was the first in my family to graduate wow. from college. I wasn't the first to go, but to graduate mm. and then to move 3,000, 6,000 yeah. miles away <laughs> across the country and come out where I knew no one yeah. other than my husband, mm -hmm. who I married um, at the time. Now I know everybody in San Jose, <laughs> they know me. It's just sometimes I think, wow. wow. I mean, yeah. and I, I like that anonymity for mm -hmm. a while, to be honest. Right. Nobody <laughs> but knows. Once, yeah. <laughs> but once you started the... doing the theater yeah. and running that, and it's just become, and, and again, I'm blessed. I, I don't let everybody in, to yeah. be honest. Mm -hmm. A lot of people know me. I have acquaintances, but I'm very particular Absolutely. about who I share me with, people that I know that I can trust, trust. and love, mm -hmm. and that... Mm -hmm. And that God sends me, yeah, you know, in a way yeah. that I could just be discerning Absolutely. on who is the right and yeah. who is not right. <laughs> Absolutely. But opening kind to all. Absolutely. Kindness is a real, Absolutely. real importance Absolutely. to me and, and giving and charity and all of that. It's really that sounds like a whole nother like segment we yeah. should get in because I, I, I do feel like there are people who don't know how to differentiate the two. Like. If I'm kind and nice, that means I have to give full access all the time. And that's not true. Or I have to be the opposite. I can't give you any access, so you become cold. Well, the truth is, you, it doesn't have to be that's either right. or. That's right, you have to balance. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, and I think that's healthy, too, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's only so much that the human person can really take. So we should be very, very intentional about who we give access to ourselves. Mm -hmm. But that's a, that's a different one. And I give way too much. If you let my <laughs> friends tell it, <laughs> I'm learning to say no. This is my year <laughs> saying no. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Uh, well, thank you for saying yes to this. Then. Yes, thank you. yes. So then uh, I think that that does lead to a great segue. So DNI, how did you get now into that? And, and what is DNI, just in case? Yep. Just in case there's others that may not know. And folks do ask. So diversity yeah. and inclusion. And today it's more diversity, equity yeah, and, and inclusion, yeah, DEI. DEI. So and again, I will tie that to who I am and have always been. Mm -hmm. I can remember in um, elementary school where they would have the students on the short bus yeah. and people would bully and mistreat them. And I always was giving a voice um, mm. to them, people yeah. that didn't have a voice. And recently I heard it's not people that don't have a voice. It's giving them a platform, platform for, their, for voice, their voice because yeah. they do. And and so I've always just been the terms of equity and mm -hmm. fairness. You know, mm -hmm. one of the things that people ask me, what would be my pet peeve? It is unfairness, mm. where people treat people unequally. Mm. And there are no big and small people. Yeah. And, you know, some of us deserve more praise and have worked hard and deserve that. But 
we are all equal. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. So it's been in my heart to always have that fairness. Mm-hmm. And then even when I was work again as a black woman, as you said, it's mm-hmm. always been a platform where I've had to have a voice. Right. And again, using that voice yes. with my education and everything that I am to be a voice for other people to really stand in that. And so when I left Siemens, which I worked for over 30 Mm -hmm. plus years in Mm -hmm. a lot of different roles, technically, um, and didn't have a job. If you recall, I think that was right around the time you came, maybe short Mm -hmm. was after about eight years ago. And it was, we had just started the pledge and it's like, how am I going to do this? And it's like, (laughs) I'm going to do this. And I just said, I'm going to do this. And within three months, I had a job at Intel, an amazing job and all of that. Went to do program management, project Mm -hmm. management, I thought, and did that for a while in IT. But then that switched into a people's team with the mm. focus on, and they were basically HR people okay. within the business units. And my focus was diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. So through that, and then it wow. moved into a real diversity and inclusion role where we have our DNI partners and I support the corporate groups, um, finance and HR yeah, and yeah. legal and strategy, doing DNI for the past five or six years. Yeah. So it's a whole industry, it as is. you may know at this point, it but is. really focusing on you know getting people there, hiring, mm-hmm. progression, retention of Absolutely. people of color. So that is my job (laughs) and making sure that people that get there want to be there and that there's a sense of belonging. So the unconscious bias training, the microaggressions Mm -hmm. training, Mm -hmm. I actually do that training and then calling it out, giving people when you see it. You know, say say something. something. You don't have to. And as a woman, it's a Mm -hmm. big part of it. So a lot of it focuses on the women. Um, They have made them get the most advantages out of a lot of the work that's been done. But our numbers, you know, within tech for black folks is extremely low. Right. And so we still haven't, even though we put all this attention Mm -hmm. on it the past few years since the killing of George Floyd, Mm -hmm. it still hasn't moved the numbers the way Mm. it needs to. So it's constant going into the schools, telling them, you don't have to have these kind of college degrees anymore. You know, the companies, mm-hmm. you can train these people. You're going to train them anyway Absolutely. to do what you need them to do. So do they need to have that college education or go to the mm. community colleges yep. and begin and returnships of women. So Absolutely. we're doing a lot of different programs that my team is mm-hmm. a part of. Mm-hmm. And I am a manager of a small team um, as of a year ago. So I also have my own business units I'm supporting and now wow. supporting a, a team of people. So wow. it's a lot. But at the same time, I feel feel like I can handle it. Yeah, you know, I got God this. brought me to it. He's going to bring me through it until I can retire, which is not too long from now, mm-hmm, and I hope mm-hmm. in a few years. And that's the way. And as I say that, I'm going to lead into about the theater because that's why mm-hmm. all of these things going on, the miraculous things we do with Tabia is that if God brought us to it, he's going to bring me through it. And the show we did last year, Songs for Humanity, it almost mm. broke me. <laughs> Because it was just coming out of COVID yeah. and the tech people weren't around and people mm-hmm. weren't used to going to rehearsals and mm-hmm. just everything wasn't coming together and the cost. And I ended up really doing it a lot, almost solo, I felt. Mm-hmm. But it's like I prayed my way through it. And this it was the it. most miraculous, I could say, proudest piece of art mm-hmm. that I have. And we've done a lot, a lot, a lot yeah. of wonderful things. But that one had a special, a special meaning for me. So, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, great segue. So we talk about kind of like this parallel track that's happening with theater. And I don't want to just blow past it because we're in Silicon Valley. There isn't a huge African-American population. So (laughs) to have, number one, an African-American ensemble, but then to be over the whole kind of like theater guild is a big thing. So so how how did did all of that kind of come together, uh, especially here? 
Yeah, so I will just say I combine the two. You okay. know, people say, how do you do tech and then you do that? But really, it is about managing people, time, and money, mm. at least the administrative piece Absolutely. that I find myself more in with managing, right, okay. being the artistic director. So it started out, we were six of us, actors, mm -hmm. and we had been part of the Black Theater Workshop, which is part of San Jose State with uh -huh. David Piper, who the Black Legends Award is in me and his name, uh -huh. the Black Legends uh -huh. Award, David Piper and I. So we were at the Black Theater Workshop that was mainly out of San Jose State, and then that went defunct, and mm -hmm. so the six of us that were part of that, we wanted to keep acting, and yeah. it was mainly an acting troupe, and we would do that, so we put together and said, yep, we're going to do this, Tabia means talented, mm -hmm. it was a Nigerian brother that had come into our space and gave us that name, told mm -hmm. us what it meant, and I had the college degree in theater, so I became the artistic director <laughs> um, 38 years ago, and so it really was about us performing, I mean, mm -hmm. the African American Center, I started mm -hmm. to call it Afro Center, sorry, Milan. <laughs> That <laughs> um, was what places we performed yeah. regularly, all out in the community. I mean, we, we go to all the festivals, the yeah. corporations, we still do all of that. But it was really about a group of actors yeah. wanting to be able to continue to perform. Mm. So we had to do that. And then, as you're probably aware, it's a business. Yeah. Everything is a business. <laughs> so Especially as far as here. getting the grants and the 501c3, yeah. you know, we had yeah. people to do that. And then we moved into putting on the plays, larger productions, and all of that. And have done some incredible work that I'm really proud of. Out of. But in mixing them, when I went to Intel, I have to tell this story, my first year there, one of the ladies is supporting the theater that knew me. She's had me direct a play at Intel with Intel folks. Wow. And it was about Ada Byron Lovelace, which is the first woman computer mm, yeah, yeah, scientist. Yeah. So I actually did that. And so it, that's one of the things I've been really proud of and costumes and everything. Yeah. So as much as I can blend yeah. the two, and now with diversity, equity, inclusion being my job, I bring performance to that Absolutely. and so art to that and look at it in a I different a lens huge, so huge, it gives yeah. me a lot of opportunity to, to do that. Yeah. So to be a, um, we're an ensemble mostly but we bring in other folks too when okay. we do plays to audition and be mm -hmm. a part of that but it really is not about the person being the best actor or yeah. all that but it's about the discipline, mm -hmm. um, folks wanting to do that mm -hmm. and really the care for each other because yeah. it's all about synergy, yeah. you know, having ensemble. Yeah. So it's been a core of us that have been together probably over 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, and then other folks have come and gone. Yeah. But you build yeah. that. I'm very proud of the training that I give to a lot of young people that have come through that are now in the business in yeah. L.A. and New York and so forth. So, But it's really feeding other people's cup that mm -hmm. I get joy out of too yeah. and seeing that. So just, just really proud and I feel blessed that I'm able to do it, yeah. um, to give of myself, as long as I'm able. I'm, you know, older, so it gets harder you don't each look year. It. You don't but look it. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting harder, but uh, just totally love that and to yeah. come back and see people that have grown through it. And even mm -hmm. if they're not performing, yeah. they are the confidence in them, the esteem yeah. they have about themselves, the way that they speak and all mm -hmm. of that it shows up in the training mm -hmm. that they had with us. Wonderful. That is so again, now segue, you got folks all over the place. So you have to tell the story. How did you get to the Tony Awards no. <laughs> now? 
<laughs> okay, so um, I did, and yes, I bought my sweatshirts yes. um, so you could take a picture of them. But the um, Thoughts of a Colored Man, mm. I actually invested in two years ago. I mean, I'm losing track of the time um, on Broadway. So they're trying to get more blacks okay. involved in being investors, producers on Broadway. Wow. Okay. So as it opened up after COVID. So Eric King, um, my very, very, very good college friend, we sat in theater class together okay. back in the day. I think I've already said the years. But anyway, <laughs> we maintained this beautiful friendship. Okay. Um, he's my soulmate. So Eric was, he's a, I call, he doesn't like me to say to brag on him, but he's a movie star. Um, but he was in Dexter. People mm, may know him. Um, yeah, from yeah. The, so he was the, the black man in Dexter that knows black, Dexter's the killer. And so he gets killed in the fire during wow. one of the um, early seasons. And he has a meme out there. I won't dare say it, but he has this famous meme that all the young people know him. And as when I hang out with him, they're like, oh, man, can, I, can you say it for me? Um, so anyway, we remain good friends. And he was one of the producers, co-producers, okay. got involved in Thoughts okay. of a Color. So he has a large resume. I mean, mm -hmm. he's a few IMD, IMDb. You'll see he's done tons of movies and okay. films. Um, so he got involved and asked me if I wanted to get involved with him mm. as an investor. Yeah. So I was low-level investor under him. Mm -hmm. So, and there's some, you know, Candy Burris is one of the producers. Yep. So mm -hmm. there's lots of folks, you know, they're in L.A., Hollywood mm -hmm. that are producing um, and on Broadway now. So he got involved. That show didn't do well. It was actually COVID shut it down because really? all the actors okay. got, but it was wonderful. It's sort yeah. of a male for colored girls, if mm. you're familiar with mm. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, done well, so, but didn't do well financially. I mean, artistically, yeah, I thought right. it was great. But then along came Piano Lesson with Sam Jackson and, yeah. Yeah, um, and Denzel's son. Absolutely. So I also invested in that with him wow. as co-producer. And so that was nominated for Tony. Um, the play, okay. Revival, and then Sam as a um, featured actor. Wow. Neither one of them won, mm -hmm. but he got an invite. We got an invite to the Tonys. And, but it was mm. last minute because they didn't know whether they were going to have the Tonys because of the writer's strike. Okay. So honoring okay. that, they weren't sure. And it was kind of him and Harlow how they were going to do it without the scripts. So they did. So Thursday night, I think it was, the night before I got he says, okay, do you want this ticket? for $1,700. <laughs> Can you be here? And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. So anyway, that's how I got there, Wonderful. dropped everything. Um, and I said, well, I don't have anything to wear. I went, nothing. And then, so I did, if you look at the pictures, which I have to say are fabulous, <laughs> I have on this winter outfit because I've got a crushed velvet and this furry thing. It's like, I'm going to roast. Um, so anyway, we got there, got on the plane, got there. It was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. But I have to say, it was the soul hot in that theater. They moved it um, uptown, as okay. they say. It was in okay. Washington Heights. Usually okay. it's on Broadway in yeah, that okay. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, which is good. I'm glad they did. That's where they filmed In the Heights movie. Mm. So a Latinx community, mm. and it's, it's, the, it's the regular folks yeah, yeah. that were sitting along. But they went there. Beautiful, beautiful United Palace, I think it's called, okay. theater. Okay. But maybe the air condition hasn't been working for a while. <laughs> it was so hot. So all those people you see, if you watched it down front, were sweating. Sweat and miserable oh. and I was in the back on the ground floor but still all around me but right over me God planted I had this vent and it was just blowing this I'm serious everybody I was like he, Lord must have known I didn't need because I, I had this outfit <laughs> so it's seriously so that was cool and then um, they That's had the wonderful. party afterwards all the food you want so you know we yeah. hobnobbed and then yeah, we yeah. went to the party with Sam so oh. that's where the pictures I have they had a private little party yeah. 
Sam. Um, <laughs> Wayne Brady was there. Oh, and, all, and then we went to the second party, wow. which was with, yeah, David um, Sayless, I think I'm pronouncing his name wrong. He was in Dexter. Okay. Played in there. So we, yeah, okay. we did three parties. That's wow. the most partying right. hopping I've done in several. So it was just beautiful. Um, beautiful. Susan Laurie Parks, who's done quite a few mm-hmm. plays and mm-hmm. all of that, and wrote Top Dog, Underdog 1. Wow. So I have a picture with her with the Tony, and I was in a play that she wrote several years ago at Stanford called Death of the Last Black Man in the Whole Entire World. And I play black woman with fried drumstick. So, and it's really, (laughs) she's incredible, her mind. But to meet her was like, oh, I can't believe. And she was so nice and so kind. So yeah, it was, it was fabulous. Yeah, so check out my Facebook page. Wonderful pictures. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll make sure we (laughs) drop some in. That seems perfect. My sister barely gives compliments at all. And I said to her, (laughs) she was on Facebook, I sent them individually and she was like, Oh, you look good. These look good. And some reason reminds me, I don't know why, of like a Marilyn Monroe picture. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's really compliment. What was in her head was old Hollywood, yeah. you know, from the pictures. Yeah, so that yeah, was yeah. like, that was the best compliment I could get coming from her. <laughs> so, Marilyn so, Monroe. I got it. Love it. It's a joy. And yeah. the, again, being a little poor girl from East Towson mm. to be going to the Tonys and doing yeah. the things that I Full am. Circle. And getting the recognition I am. Um, I'm just so grateful and I don't take it for granted um, in any way to get big headed. But it's about giving. And I Mm -hmm. believe, you know, givers are receivers and that I'm receiving back what I give. Yeah. I'm always amazed. Some of the best stories uh, and best interviews I've had with people, like it wasn't like we had this life penned out. Right. Like and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's great, too. But it seems so almost serendipitous or for us, we would say so divinely orchestrated. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I imagine and just giving you space to speak. How have you seen God just really orchestrating, leading, guiding uh, you in this path? Yeah, yeah. And I've I've absolutely everything um, that I do, you know, coming through that accident the way I did. And, you know, again, I'm going to bring up my sons. Both of my boys played in the NFL, Mm. you know, for a short time. And they weren't where we spent a lot of money going to camps. You know, they didn't get recognized the way they should have in high school. They were not recruited to college. They were not drafted to the NFL. But yet they made it and they played and and deservedly so. So I, of course, I attribute some of that to their mom. persevering person that she is, but just through believing that my belief with their belief in themselves and having that discipline and work ethic and all that. So again, I believe that's rewarded Mm -hmm. and recognized. Mm -hmm. Um, And then being able, and I do it, you know, you asked about God being in it, but the way I treat people Mm -hmm. is the way that I hope they want to be treated, but Mm -hmm. the way I wanted to be treated and God shows up in that and the love in that to me, the kindness, right? I mean, you know, let people see the Jesus Jesus in me, you know, and how I walk. So in everything we do when we do a show most times sometimes we're too frazzled but we circle up mm-hmm. and we pray yeah. every time we do a performance yeah. um it ignites us it inspires us that mm-hmm. we keep that present that yeah. what we're doing may be anointed yeah. we may be anointed and someone else yeah. receiving that yeah. um and through my mom when i think of all of that i mean my mom was a praying woman and <laughs> um you know sunday nights the radio and yeah. all of that and so and when i usually do the prayers people are like wow mm-hmm. you know it's like this little preacher comes out in me <laughs> but I hear my mom's voice yeah, you know coming yeah. through me so yeah. um in everything we do I really try to you know I get on my knees every night and people are like she actually gets on her knees but I believe in that and it's yeah. like a sac- just sacrificing that mm-hmm. um and lifting people 
up. That is mm. not, I am, every time I think I'm baby, all of that, and I really <laughs> find this happen, I'll, God will find some way to embarrass me. You know, <laughs> be, be humble. You know, I right. feel excited. I see that's what I get, yeah, but you, thinking you I'm all yeah, that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And not that we shouldn't, but, yeah. you know, having that, that we are all just, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you know, these bones and flesh yeah. that uh, we could mess up at any time, you yeah. know, that whole imposter syndrome, which there's different things about that, right? Mm-hmm. How that works. But it really, I believe we we do know who we are. Yeah. And, and people may see us different, like all the rewards. It's been my season of recognition, yeah. you know, from the Kappas, from yeah. Cindy Chavez, you know, I mean, all of these rewards that winning the, um, being selected as the 100 Black Woman, Woman of the Year, I mean, it meant so much to me because I give so much, but it, that surprise, which yeah. I don't usually like surprises, but it's like, receive this, yeah. you know, because almost we want to say, no, it's like, no, mm-hmm. receive this. Yeah. You've earned it. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be um, pompous in any way. Absolutely. So I'm, uh, like, I, I struggle with that. Absolutely. I do. Because there are so many haters, I have to say, <laughs> that don't want that goodness for you or yeah. think that it's above that. And it's like, but you know, you have to block that out. And Absolutely. I'm really working on... Um, I heard a saying, I think it might have been a Yala Vince aunt, but about forgive everybody everything. Mm. And that's a hard one. I mean, you know, forgiveness, but, Mm -hmm. you know, but it really is almost really saying, let it go. Yeah. You know, what is it doing to you? So you might as well move on from that. You know, so there's a few models I live by and by theater folks know, but, you know, one is where there's a will, there's a way. Mm. You know, we feel like, you know, that's the one. There's a time and a place Mm -hmm. for everything. Yeah. Do one to others. (laughs) There's two shows past, you know, it's like five mottos that I hear ringing in my head all the time that really inspire me to inspire others. Yeah. That that is so amazing. Of course, it it makes me think of a scripture that people typically don't think about this way, but I do. You know, Psalm 23 has this great space where it says, uh, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Enemies. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in one way you're like, oh, yeah, I can, you know, be out there. But the other thing is that means that your celebration sometimes maybe around folks that are not celebrating with you. That's right. Right. And, right. and what does that mean that's that right. God leads you through that too? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, that's the type of God that we serve. But also I hope, and uh, my, my sincere prayer is that is our platform, even for our enemies. Yeah. The yeah. way in which we show Christ and show who God is, is not always just to put our head up, our foot upon their head or knee in our neck. Right. It's also to still be able to invite them to the table yeah. and, and let that happen. So yeah, it's the only way it's going to change absolutely. is through the conversation absolutely. us being able to tell those stories where people see each other yep. human. You know, I'm absolutely. as human as you, absolutely. you know, just like you want for your family. It's like, absolutely. you know, give it to the mess, but we have yeah. to keep talking. Yeah. I mean, that's my, what I do at work is like, if I can share, yeah. I'm going to share and Wonderful. you're going to hear my story if right. you're willing to. to I'm going to say it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say so, it. But yeah. no. so, so yeah, as you yeah. can see, I got a lot going on. It's probably amazing. 10 other things I didn't think to say. Absolutely. But, uh, well, yeah. well, I think it's amazing. And, and I wanted to lift that up. I want, I want people to know that sometimes we're sitting next to folks unbeknownst, right? who are doing amazing things. And the same is true for us. Like God really has blessed us with some amazing people who are doing absolutely amazing things. And I hope if nothing else, it's inspiration mm-hmm. for somebody else. Mm-hmm. There are other people that might be say all the reasons why they can't, but they'll see all the reasons why they can and part of your story. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I always like to culminate with uh, this question. If anybody is watching, uh, what is the thing that you would love for them to either take away or remember most about your story? Mm-hmm. 
It's a it's a good question. And always mm -hmm. we do a radio show with African Jamal Davis, and he would mm -hmm. always ask this question: What do you want people to know about you? A takeaway, and I think, as I said to him, it's that there's a good person that lives mm -hmm. inside of me, um, and that that goodness can be used for good, yeah. um, and to continue to do that, and that I'm willing to do that, but not but. And mm -hmm. I would hope people would not want to take advantage or misuse it mm. because I'm willing to give. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's what I want folks to see in me is that it's about other people and doing and giving, but also honoring that. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It makes um, absolute sense. So, yeah. And this, this, is, this is total like interview faux pas, right? But I, I really sense, right, like in a discerning moment, that God wants you to hear that your good will never be overlooked. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I know I, I struggle with it because there can be pain associated. Mm -hmm. As soon as the pain comes, we start to say, that must not be good. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that is the exact mm -hmm. thing that we need. I mean, we that we're literally, growing from. Yeah, and we from grow from pain, it. we grow. Ah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we literally serve a Savior who the best thing that ever happened to us was probably the worst thing that That's ever true. happened to him. That's true. And so... Um, so that goodness, you don't have to ever worry about it. God got you. Yeah, That's what yeah gets and you I trust in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in that. Amen. Yes. Well, it has been so. an absolute pleasure. Um, your story, and, and that's, that's one of the things I've, I've been so inspired by. It's just the stories. Like, um, it's not just a novel. It's not an article. We're watching life happen. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for the choices you've made. Thank you for your willingness to share. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for being you. Well, thank you. And thank thanks you for, for the community. You know, that Black Legends Award means a lot. So finally, you know, but the getting that due and people really saying, yeah, yeah. she, she's she deserves She's been here. I, yeah. I still think of myself as an East Coast person, even though I've lived here longer now. But yeah. So. All, right. all right. Well, thank you all so much. Uh, I hope that you have enjoyed this installment of Living Legends. Hope that you are inspired, that you continue to go in love. But you also continue to see the amazing ways that God orchestrates, leads, and guides. And even if two things may not go together, mm -hmm. so we think, you'll be surprised how God can weave them together. God bless you. Thanks.